Hi, everyone. I'm Allison Ramsey with the Empire Life Podcast, where we interview entrepreneurs and empire builders from all around the world. And we are a conscious tech company. We help entrepreneurs and influencers level up their online empire. And today I am with Zach Benson, luxury consultant and social media expert. And I will hand it over to him to intro himself a little bit more. Awesome. Thanks, Allison. Super excited to be here. It's, it's an honor. Um, yeah, guys, so basically, you know, I travel the world, another country, another culture, like this week, I'm back home in Iowa next week, um, I'll be in Europe. And then after that, I'll be in Maldives. So I pretty much travel the world and work with really big brands from the Four Seasons through its Carlton. I've even done an Instagram influencer campaign with Dubai Board of Tourism, which is now they're on track to reach over 20 million tourist visits by 2020. I have a Instagram growth and management agency called assistagram.us that's blowing up, doing things, and also to the online academy. So teaching is my passion, and uh, I'm excited to share my story with you guys today. Yeah, thank you, Zach. Yep. So I, your home base is mostly in Korea, right? Yeah, I live in I live in Korea. Spend most of my time in Asia. And and what what brought you there? Like, wh why do you love Asia so much? Or like, what? How does it connect with you? Yeah. So actually, I was born there. So um, I was born in Busan, South Korea, and then at the age of like three months, I was adopted um, by my parents in Iowa. Pretty much grew up there, lived there my whole life. Um, but then six years ago, I went back. Um, in search for my birth mom. So I actually found my Korean birth mom and we, re, uh, you know, reconnected and united and it was amazing. So life-changing experience. And because of that, that's why I spend most of my time there is to, you know, build that genuine relationship with my mom and learn more about my culture and roots. Yeah, I, I, I need to go there myself. I love Asia too. And it's such an emerging market within the social media and we'll get to that later on in the podcast how you met Gary V which he's one of my I consider one of my mentors I listen to him pretty much every day on different kind of topics in his podcast and he's he has a lot of interest in the Asian markets and you guys were connected on that and I guess we could go ahead and go into that like what what that looked like for you and when you met him and did the did the public speaking and the international speaking with him? Yeah, definitely. So actually just last summer, I was invited to RISE conference, which had over 50,000 people from all over, all over the world attend. It's, you know, VC like um, event where like basically these investors invest in all these startups and someone wins a price. And on the side, there's all these other events going on. And so, one of my friends connected me with a friend who's the startup grind community director for China. And he's like, dude, Zach, I want you to come and come to Hong Kong, meet Gary Vee, and then speak on this influencer marketing panel at our event. And I'm like, I'm totally down. And so that happened like all last year, just like actually one year from uh, before. Um, and it was amazing meeting Gary Vee, you know, speaking alongside him watching him hustle, watching him interact with people. He has such high energy, such, he's like such great guy. And it was an amazing experience because now that we've done that, I've been able to connect with some of his other employees and we're now working on a new project as well. 
So it's, yeah, very exciting. Wow, Zach, you have so many different things going on. So I, I want to lead into that. Like, how do you manage everything? How do you, how do you keep sane, I guess, or keep like a balance in everything? Or for me, a lot of times as a founder or you're like a, a multi-passionate entrepreneur and a founder of multiple different academies and businesses, like I'm sure your head is always racing. Like how, how do you stay grounded and, and keep yourself healthy or stay sane? basically <laughs> yeah i i try to put um people first like i always focus on people and that's why in expanding my network so that's why i'm always traveling and some people are like you're crazy you can't build a business like that but i'm like my business has become so big and successful and we've been able to scale it so so fast because of my travels like me getting opportunities to speak at these really big events to meet people like gary v or to speak at these other masterminds. Um, and through those relationships, that's what's gotten me a ton of clients, a, a, a ton of great friends, lifelong friends, and has taught me the tools and skills that I need to improve my business and improve lives for other people. Um, as far as like keeping sane, like, I mean, in healthy, it's like, it's hard because I used to struggle, like, it used to be my goal to like, when I would travel to a place, to end up like the same weight that I would like, um, leave that because there's so much good food like when I'm traveling to all these different countries like all, all this fine dining you know parties and events it's kind of hard right but uh, what I do now is I implement a lot of like intermittent fasting um, I make sure that I, I work out at least 30 minutes a day and I just do these simple practices that to some people don't seem to make any difference at all but I just I'm really consistent with them and they don't take up that much time. And that's why I'm able to, um, you know, stay healthy wherever I, I, I go. But it took me a long time to, um, to learn that because it's easy to get out of shape. It's easy to get out of your schedule. But it's just being disciplined enough to just do what you got to do because I have to do these things or things do life is just not going to be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And then when you do go back to hitting the gym, or for me, if I get out of the habit of hitting the gym, and then when I go back, it's painful. I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Why did I wait that long to go back to the gym? And, and I make it easy for myself, right? Um, now that I'm home, like, I mean, I've even, you know, I've hired a personal trainer. Like, I, I, like when I'm on the road, like I make sure that I have a workout partner where I have meals prepared for me. So all I have to do is heat them up and eat them, right? So like right now, um, I'm really focusing on my health because I know that after these next couple of weeks, I'm going to be in Italy eating all this bread and pasta stuff and not going to be good, right? So I have someone who's preparing like six meals a day for me. Um, and it's easy, right? So it's like not setting myself up for failure, not being hungry and then like, okay, what should I do? Should I get some McDonald's or fast food? It's like, I already have a plan in place. I love that. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, that is so awesome. And like super healthy meals that keep you satisfied and high energy throughout the whole day. Yep, exactly. Cool. Do you do a green strength too? Well, yeah, so I basically, it's kind of like a keto slash um, intermittent fasting deal. And then it's like a high fat, 
program. So, yeah, basically it's just focusing on all the macros and the timing of like protein, carbohydrate meals, protein, fat meals, and just pure protein and veggie meals. Um, so, yeah, it's working out good so far. But Nice. I do intermittent fasting too a few days a week, and I, I do it with the coconut, the coconut oil. The, yes. CB, is it CBT? Sometimes I don't remember the name. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's the good Very. stuff. You, do you use that too? Um, I don't use that yet. Right now it's just purely few, food. Um, so we do some shakes and stuff too, but it's basically just keeping things pretty simple, like the caveman diet, um, just lean, lean protein and veggies and rice occasionally. That's amazing. And, and I love how that came in. I didn't even know that was going to come in our conversation, but I, I love how health and wellness is such an integral part of like, at some point we do need to be aware of how much coffee am I consuming, especially as entrepreneurs and, and you're a multiple founder of different companies. It's like, if we're not careful, we could be consuming gallons of coffee because we have so many things that we need to do. And then our adrenals get exhausted and I'm like, how do I keep up with all of this? And really the nutrition in working out and having some kind of mindful practice comes into play as we level up and scale. Exactly. Right. Because I like I'm a personal trainer by trade. I studied I studied this in college. I got my degree. I got my certification. I was even a trainer for a year. And you know, like people are like, why are you like hiring a trainer? But it's like, because I'm pouring out so much energy and, and, and like effort and stuff on my business that I don't have time to think about my, my own workouts, but I still need that accountability. I still need to, you know, um, have a trainer just so that I can just, um, just go there. And then once I'm there, I just do it. <laughs> I completely agree. It's like, I'm in several masterminds and people might ask me that too. Well, you're in this mastermind, but you already know a lot of what's being talked about. But sometimes you need the reminder of, oh, yeah, I have so many other things on my mind. Like you were saying, I didn't think about to do that for myself. Or I can give all this advice to my clients and help, help everybody else in my life. But then sometimes I, I guess that also leads me to another that leads me to another question of how do you continue to make yourself and your well-being a priority? Do you schedule that time in? Like, how do you how do you do that? Oh, Zach, I'm not able to hear you for a second. I think you got muted. Hello. It's good now. Yeah. Taking off the headphones. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, before I go to bed each night, basically I plan my next day and week and set my alarms. So I always have my alarms uh, go off, like when I have a call or when reminders to eat or to exercise. And I just, you know, I, I try to stay pretty consistent with like my time things, right? So it's just like, you know, no, I need to work out every single day for an hour. I um, mean, it's going to be at this time, right? So this is my workout time. This is when I do this or that. Um, this is my 15 minutes of reading a book, right? So I have things that I 
know I need to do and I like to do and I put those things first and I put everything else around that because that's my time and that's what I need to stay healthy and to stay at high performance level right because if I'm skipping those things and I'm skipping my workouts and not getting those meals I end up super stressed and then I respond or react to a client or in a way that's not the best right so I know that I need to have my run or I know I need to have my dance session um, because that just makes everything else better (laughs) yeah I love Zumba dancing too Yes. (laughs) I completely agree. And I I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs get into the feeling like they're almost being selfish to plan everything else around that because, but we really do need to do that. We really need to make ourselves a priority because we are our business as healthy as we are. That's as healthy as our business is. Our business is relying. All of our businesses are relying. Our clients are relying on us to be there 100% for them. And it's not actually selfish. Coming from that point of view of I need to schedule everything around this because I am a priority, it's, it's like invaluable. It's invaluable. Yes, definitely. Totally. <laughs> and I love how you handle different stresses. And as things come up with clients or if something doesn't quite work out the way that you planned, can you go into that a little bit more? Because I, I understand like there's always a lot of highs and there's sometimes extreme lows within entrepreneurship. And sometimes we don't like to talk about the lows. We're always talking about, yeah, I was over there and I met this person. I talked with them or I, like if you look on a lot of people's social media, it looks like it's all high <laughs> and they never go through any kind of hardship or any lows. Can you go into kind of how maybe a personal story about something you went through and how you made it into a high or made it into a learning experience? Yeah. People only show like what they want to show on social media. Right. But I also feel like people need to start showing um, and being more vulnerable about the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, and focusing on that because that's what people resonate with and that's how you can connect and reach more audience by keeping it real. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, for me, it's like usually, and like all of us, we get super excited about like, maybe we meet somebody and we're like, we hit it off, we connect. And then we're like, oh, man, we're totally gonna do some things. Like here's my business card and you hit them up and it's good. And then for some reason, something goes wrong. And, you know, I've had, you know, multiple occasions like that. Like, I mean, maybe, for example, it could be like someone interested in your services and then it just didn't work out, right? So it's always like a disappointment or you have something like this really high ticket offer and then they're interested, um, but then it's just like going to negotiation and then it's done, right? So what I learned is that um, um, to be like respectful of people and their timing, Um, Because if they say that it's not the right time, that could be for a lot of different reasons, right? Maybe they're struggling, honestly struggling with their business or their financial stuff, or even a relationship. There's a lot of crazy stuff that like, just like you said, that people don't see on social media. And so I try not to take it so personally that like when people say that, and I'm like, you know, hey, man, that's cool. I can respect that. Like, you know, it's all about timing. So y'all be here if, if you need me. So what I've learned is that um, it's never, and I've done this in the past where 
it, I, I, I damaged relationships and it wasn't cool because I was like getting mad like okay well you just said that you're interested and that you would do this and this and that um but it's not happening so like you know you're not keeping your promises but then i just made things worse and then the person was like you know like yeah i mean because you treated me that way like like why would i ever like refer you to uh, my friends or other clients right if you would have treated me better and say hey i respect your decision i respect that it's all about timing i'm cool with that it's a lot better so that was like a few years ago um but what i learned from that situation is that yeah it just you never know like what battle or challenges people are facing just be respectful be nice be kind and always find a creative way to stay in touch even if things don't work out that's okay business is business but still work on that relationship and that friendship because once you have that um you're gonna get more business anyway so yeah i, I totally agree totally zach i wanted to ask you another question based on what you were just saying i i do i completely resonate with like the timing and that's totally cool let me know how i could support you i i usually say something along the lines of okay totally cool i get it let me know what you need as things come up and how i can support you and we can continue that relationship on the other side of that from the entrepreneur's perspective we can tend to somewhat of the flip side we can tend to get into some, some like cat and mouse kind of communication until we get a direct no or i, I do understand if somebody says okay that's it's not quite the best timing though it's not necessarily a direct no so do do you agree that we need to keep following up or we need somewhat of a direct answer what's your perspective on that that the entrepreneur still respects their own limits and boundaries and they set like do you suggest that they set some kind of time frame of can you when you think you can get back to me can you get back to me by this time because otherwise we're just spending all of our days kind of spinning we can get into the motion of like spinning our wheels and playing cat and mouse with, with our potential clients. And that's also not fair, right? To the entrepreneur. Um, I think it's all about communication, direct, clear mm. upfront communication. And so I, I, I see a lot of deals and things go bad when communicating is being done via messenger or apps or emails. And so usually what I tell people is I say, hey, I don't think we're communicating right. Um, you know, let's hop on a call, like if you're serious, because I'm serious and I know I'm serious that we, that we can really blow up your business, right? And so usually we hop on a call and then we make things right. Um, I also have to say, like, you know, fortune is in the follow-up. There's a lot of people, they don't follow up with people and they're not good about that. So what I usually do is like, if someone doesn't answer my email, for some time it could be multiple reasons they're traveling or things get busy just like whatever usually just forward that message them to them and i'm like you know just making sure you saw this i know you're super super busy and that's all i say um if they don't follow up with that then i know that they're not interested um and i just let it go um for a time time being but usually i just like setting up phone calls more or like a face-to-face -face so i can truly understand their their feelings and their doubts, their concerns, their goals, 
Um, and then I just listen to them. I listen to them and I make, make sure they feel understood. And then once they feel understood, then we can do some business. But yeah, it's like I'm looking back at all of my deals that have not gotten good. And they're like, because it was like me typing on my iPhone or uh, on email or on Messenger. And you just don't really understand people that way, that well. Yeah. I completely agree on, on that. How will you respond to a potential client or somebody that you were going to do some kind of event or business prospective with and they're like, I'm not quite ready. Do you feel like that's also getting in touch with like getting on the, the face-to-face call and getting in touch with why they're feeling that way? Or do you let that go? Um, see, like, I yeah, if they say, you know, just like I'm not ready, I'm like, well, you know, I, I asked them, like, a question, like, what do you mean by that exactly? And, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be for a lot of different reasons. It could also be, you know, partially your fault or my fault. Like, if you're trying to sell it, you know, sign up a client um, just because, maybe they totally don't understand or that you haven't given enough, enough references or testimonials, or maybe they don't truly believe in you and your product. And that just takes time. So they're just saying, I'm not ready because of those different things and doubts in their mind. Um, which again, you say, you know, just, Hey, respect that. If you do want to talk more about that, cause I'd love to like truly understand like what you really mean. Like let's set up a time to call uh, for a call and then, um, you know, eat, yeah, usually sometimes I do make the time for it. Um, sometimes I don't. I just kind of weigh on priorities. Like, okay, do I think really this person is ready and serious and can do this or not? And if not, then we just stay in touch on Facebook. Um, yeah, because it's trying not to be so like eager and, and, and desperate, but just like relaxed and cool. Right, right. Completely. I completely resonate with that. And you want to have that balance between I'm relaxing, cool, and I got enough going on. I don't have to have this client. Like it doesn't have to, it doesn't like, there's not any pressure. I've let it go at the same time. I want to make sure I've given them every opportunity with the follow-up that they know I'm here to support them if they are ready. Yeah. And also if like you, you are pressed for time, like, like, um, you know, really like, I, and I know everybody gets stressed out. So you're like, okay, well, what do you really want to talk about? Like, I mean, I already sent your proposal. We've already had a phone call. Like, what do you need to talk about? But sometimes people just want to talk about it again, because it's the second exposure, third exposure it takes five to eight exposures before someone actually buys. So don't get frustrated or be annoyed that this person wants another call actually just take 10 minutes out of your day which is nothing and 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 listen to them because they have might have some more questions and concerns hear them out and that client will probably become a client that person will probably be a client but if you you're like okay well why do i really need to do this or like what do you really want to talk about that's going to turn off the client so yeah i would i would recommend hopping on another call and then you'll probably be able to see that deal that is great advice. What you're saying is, or what I hear you saying is like, you're giving them another opportunity. And instead of saying, I support you, you're actually showing them with your actions. I am here for you, totally support you. 
Yeah, because I really care. Because yeah. I really care, and I want to take this time. And I like the idea of doing the 10 to 15 minutes. And, like, because we can tend to get into giving free advice if we hop on the call for another hour call. Or let's say if, if like the session was 45 minutes and they hop on another 45 minute call, I feel like the person, the entrepreneur can feel a little taken advantage of at some point. Exactly. That's why Gary V, when he met, met up with one of my friends, he's like, fly to London. Um, I'll meet you for five minutes. <laughs> wow. Really? <laughs> that's how he got hired on Gary's, to Gary's company. Um, but it, the conversation ended up being longer than five minutes, but it was like around like 10, 15 minutes, but he has to go. And so you have to respect people's time, but also show that person enough respect that yes, um, I will hop on a call and I will. Um, and I, you know, I got 15 minutes or so, like don't limit it, but no, not like an hour or like 30 minutes. Like, let me answer some quick questions about 10, 15 minutes or so. I love that. Can you go into a little bit more detail on what it looks like to be a luxury consultant? Like what you, what, what is that? What do you actually do? Like give people kind of a broader picture of what your day looks like when you do that. Yeah. So, I mean, right now I'm just in Iowa. I'm just home, you know, visiting family. It's been a, about a year and a half since I've been home. So I'm here in Iowa for another um, 13 days. And then I fly off to LA and Korea. And then I have a whole Italy, like Switzerland trip planned for a month. So I'm going to be like city hopping, like villa hopping, um, staying at these really nice places. And after that, I have like, I got invited by Soniva. So it's the number one hotel in Maldives, Maldives. And that's a $25,000 trip all paid for. Um, seven, okay. nights, seven nights for free. Um, airplane, you know, um, full board, so breakfast, lunch, dinner, activities, um, you name it. And, and it's, tw you know, 25K experience, right? So it's, you know, about three to 4,000 a night at this hotel. So that's cool. So then I, you know, I get offers like this from these hotels and they, um, you know, put me up and, and bring me out there and stuff. And then basically... I create content or I hire one of my team members to create content or a local to create content. Um, and then I meet with the director, the CEO, and we have a lunch or a tea and we talk more business about life and everything. So I'm basically getting these free travel experiences, networking and connecting with some top CEOs who also have multiple businesses and great connections and expanding my network that way. And then, get, you know, getting paid for it. Now, don't always get paid like from the moment I get there. It's usually like a free trip. But then once we do have that lunch or coffee, um, I, I'm like, you know, let's let let's have my company grow your your uh, guys' social media for a month and let's see how it goes because you've been treating me very well, and I I want to offer this as some extra value for you. Um, Plus the other stuff that I'm giving you, you know, post on my accounts and teaching your team some stuff, but I really think it's going to help you. And then they love that month. Um, we get them results. We grow them a few thousand followers or some, sometimes 10,000 followers. 
And then they're like, okay, well, we want to hire you on for that. And then we have all this other stuff that we need help with. So that's how I'm able to make a living out of this. Um, and now it's come to the point where other, now people are starting to pay me just to experience their um, yachts or um, boat tours or hotels or restaurants or, you know, all these different experiences for free and then actually pay me for it. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's so, that's so sweet. Very yeah. cool. And and the package is helping them with their social media, you posting on your multiple like accounts that have 10k and more. I think even one of your accounts has like 101k, right? Yeah, so total, total we have like over 12 million on travel. Um and then I own personally um 22 accounts. So we have some from a hundred thousand to fifty thousand to a few hundred thousand to over a million and plus followers um, in all different niches from beauty, fashion, travel, luxury, food, um, everything. And basically what piques these hotels interest is that I can place them, um, do a, a shout out, basically promoting their hotel on my big travel pages, which gives them more exposure and more customers. And then on top of that, what sets me apart from all these other influencers trying to get free stays is that I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a social media expert where I can come in and actually train their team or I can offer them a Facebook chat bot for their hotel or I can do SEO audit or I can do Facebook ads audit and different things that can actually improve their marketing. And then they're like, okay, that's cool. Like that's a nice combo. And then I even add more value with like a month for free and, and grow their next 5,000 followers. And then they're like, okay, let's, let's work with this guy. Right. So it's sweet. I love that. That's and for, the, for the person that's just getting started or they have a few thousand on Instagram, what are like your top three tips to really grow their influence? Well, influence is your network right it doesn't just always have to be about you it's it's collectively like the people that you know and that you call as friends like the people in your tribe and um basically how you do that is by simply one just giving the free value and striking up conversations giving people compliments expressing interest in their like in other people and once you do that you're able to connect with people from all over the world, you know, just on Instagram because there's over 800 million people, right? So first is just expressing interest in others, complimenting, building your network. And, you know, two, it's just like once you have those connections, finding ways to stay in touch creatively and working together. Like, so maybe you're not the best photographer or videographer. Doesn't matter. You have a friend that can do that. Right? Or maybe you don't have your own big Instagram account. Well, it doesn't matter. Your friend has a big Instagram account, right? So that when you're reaching out to these hotels, you can say, hey, I'm partnered with this person who's an amazing photographer, this person who has a huge following, and me, well, I'm, I'm an expert marketer, and we'd love to come to your hotel and, and you know, do a deal and, and, and improve your social media in exchange we can do this, this, and that and offer crazy value. Give us, you know, a few nights for free at your hotel. 
right? And that's how you can get started, guys, is that um, leveraging other people's skills and talents and using yours to get work out a barter trade, a free deal, and then building, doing a great job building your references, testimonials, your media kit, and, and, and then that, that's how you start. That's what I would recommend. I love that. And where can they go for references on a media kit? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things out there. Um, like YouTube, there's some good articles. Yeah, 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 YouTube, just like YouTube this, like how to make an influencer kit. Okay. Like, like start there guys. I mean, and it doesn't like, man, I'm like, I was like simple, super old school when I was doing all this kind of stuff. Right. Like I didn't even have a proper media kit. And to be honest, I'm officially making my own influencer media kit like right now. So I've still been able to get over 200 free nights in the past year and a half without a media kit and without my own personal Instagram account. So if you can, if I can do it, then you can do it. Um, yeah, it's just, you simply have to put yourselves out there and not be afraid of rejection. So true. It starts with that, that one message like, Hey, I'm Zach. What's up? I love what you're doing. I would like to experience this and this is what I can offer you. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we have a whole academy and course that breaks down like all these, um, email scripts and phone scripts and templates and Perfect. things that you can say and do so that you can you pretty much guarantee you guys free hotel stays and that, that's tribe influencer academy yeah yeah so our instagram account is called tribe influencer and that's also the name of our um travel community so when you get access to there then you get all of that stuff plus access to our 12 million network and then plus like access to my team to help you guys get a free stay and teach you how to do this for yourselves and how to grow your Instagram account to 10, over 10,000 followers, um, which is pretty cool. But yeah, that's basically it. You know, it's just um, once you guys have influence, whether it's your influence, you have an account that has thousands of followers or you're net connected with someone who does and you offer something of value, then that's how you start to get these free stays. But what really piques their interest is, of course, if you have your own Instagram page um, or a network and a skill that you can provide for free, and then you get free stuff. I love it. I love it, Zach. And before we hop off, I wanted to wrap up, Zach, with the last question of, you have so many amazing things going on. You're an international speaker. You're launching two academies. You've already launched two academies. You're, you have this amazing Instagram business and company. And like how or what did you learn? What are like the five tips that you learned that you wish you had known that now you know, but you wish you had known before when you got started? Like if somebody, if they're just getting started right now, what will you say to them? Yeah, I mean, don't one don't burn bridges. Like, treat everyone very respectfully and nicely, because you never know who that person knows. So even if it doesn't work out with one person, um, that person might know someone that could lead you to some big business. So always try to do your very best and offer your very best in everything that you do, because um, you don't know what could come from it. Um, you know, that's the main thing. And then um, I wish I would have like. Because you guys, like, you guys could be all different ages, like, you guys listening now. I mean, 
I would have read a ton of more books, like, like, like self-help books, like at a very early age, like maybe when I was like in high school, like, you know, or even now it's just like, you know, seven habits of highly effective people, slight edge, go giver, make the big time where you are. These are all like traveler's gift. These are all like awesome books that everyone should read. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of advice that I could give, but <laughs> those are those are main things. Yeah, five things. Well, I have an 11 year old, and she looks at my my all my self help books because I have stacks by my bed. I have stacks in the living room. I'm reading. My goal is to read one book every two weeks, and so I do like like you. I try to plan in an hour of reading time every night which sometimes I'm, some days I'm better at it than others, but yeah, I'm yeah. reading right now Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and I love that. But like, she looks at my books, and she's like, those are boring. Self-help is boring. So, like, what, what, do you feel like even if you somebody was, like, I read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People when I was in high school because my brother gave it to me, and he's like, I think you already do a lot of these things, but, like, it's a good reminder in – there's a few things that maybe you're not aware of. So they increase your self-awareness. Like people watching that do have kids that understand or are teenagers watching that want to become entrepreneurs. Like I started my first or I had a jewelry business when I was like eight. And then I had a nutritional business when I was 19. And I've, I probably was kind of clueless. I, I tried to read leadership books, but I was already kind of interested in it. Like, what, what would be kind of your advice on how to help kids to be interested in that? Or just, like, you need to do this because you need to increase your self-awareness? Yeah, because we all have blind spots and things that we're good at and not so good at. And by reading about these books will help you improve, like, certain skills that maybe you're not so good at. But I wouldn't say get focused on that. Focus on your strengths and what you're, what you're already good at. And and developing those and making those better but yeah there's just some books that you guys should read <laughs> because <laughs> legendary books by legendary people and that's how we can we can grow so yeah even if you're not interested in stuff you have to slightly be in order to i think go next level i completely agree that's awesome advice, Zach. And like, what's another way that people can get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Well, yeah, I mean, you guys can simply just, you know, email me or find me on Facebook. It's just, you know, type in my email, benson.zach at gmail.com. And you'll see me like on Facebook doing this crazy breakdance post. Cause I'm also a breakdancer, love to dance. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear your story and, and, and see how we could collaborate. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to just like hit me up and talk. You know, I'd love to hop on a call with anyone. So it doesn't matter. Sweet. Thank you so much, Zach. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs>